left on the clock, and my heart was already starting to beat pretty fast. I'd click on the page once, and, and I'd try to walk away from it, but before 30 seconds had passed, I'd be right back there at the screen. It was excruciating. Would anybody else want it? Was somebody out there secretly watching it? What was the viewer count on the bottom of the page? It's 15 minutes, 15 minutes to go. Could I hang in there that long? It seemed like an eternity. Seconds are counting down. It's not going fast enough. Somebody else is gonna see this. Somebody else is gonna want this. What am I gonna do? I'm sure that my heart is about to beat out of my chest and I'm waiting and I'm watching and I am shaking and it is so close. It's so close that I can almost, I can almost touch it. It's almost mine and I keep wondering is somebody else gonna bid and what do I do? What do I do and is it worth it? And how much should I bid? I didn't have kids yet but I'm thinking do the kids need to go to college? Can I do this? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And I, and I had to submit another bid because somebody had outbid me. And, and so I go and, and I turn in a bid and immediately the response is, it's not high enough. Okay, regroup, wait them out. Let's count this down a little bit further. Don't overbid, don't drive it up. So now it's five minutes and it's three minutes and now we're down to a minute and 30 seconds and I gotta stop shaking and I've gotta type because go, 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 go and you gotta get this in and I'm still outbid and I gotta stop shaking and I've gotta type and I gotta do this and we're down to 15 seconds and I, and I go and I go and I'm thinking in my head, how much, how much, how much? Is son going to be married to me if I spend our life savings on this? And I, I hit go, and I'm outbid, and there the auction ended. And just like that, the limited edition, original vintage porcelain cabbage patch doll that would have been the centerpiece of my whole collection, gone. Just gone. Still shaking, I was heartbroken over my own hesitation about this. Discouraged by my lack of courage, I, I, I had talked myself out of it. I, I overthought it. I thought too much about it. I questioned myself. I didn't move fast enough, and I'm so frustrated, so frustrated that something that would have been so valuable to me, and I am sure to countless members of the church, it presented itself to me, and I flaked. I flaked on the opportunity. Now, we pass by opportunities every single day, and we think absolutely nothing of it. Just on the drive from your house to here, you passed by countless opportunities. Opportunities to stop and buy things opportunities to stop and give things, opportunities to be kind to your neighbor, opportunities to not cut people off in traffic, opportunities to park a little bit further out so that those who have mobility issues could be a little bit closer to the church. We have opportunities all the time. But the fact of the matter is we don't always view them as opportunities. And even when we do view them as opportunities, there's only certain ones that rise to the level of commanding our attention. But every once in a while, we get an opportunity that presents itself, and we should not neglect it. Once there was a man who was traveling through a small town, 
And he looked up and he saw a sign that read, King's Fine Jewelry. And then he looked at the piece of paper in his hand. So he went into the shop and the door closed behind him. It was a really small store, the kind that you find in those small towns, and there was no one behind the counter. Hello, he called out, and an old man emerged from behind a curtain in the back wearing one of those magnifying jeweler's glasses. May I help you? You're Mr. King? Yes. I buy pearls. I was just over at an estate sale, and the guy over there told me that you were the man in town to see. And so the old man slowly replied, I have a pearl. One pearl? I was under the impression that, that you had several, said the buyer. I think that you'll find this one interesting, the old man said. And from a lot box behind the counter, he pulled out a small glass case and carefully set it down. The buyer could hardly believe what he saw. It, it looked like a golf ball, only it was a pearl. It was liquid perfection, flawlessly round, more dazzling than anything that he had ever seen. It, it really should have been in a museum. It's beautiful, he stammered. I, I didn't know that such a pearl existed. Would you like to have it? The old man asked. Would you like to have it? That's the central question this morning. What is so important in your life that you would like to have? I, I wouldn't pay a dime for a boat or a gigantic pair of, of diamond earrings, but maybe that's something that is so important to you that you would jump at the chance if you were given the opportunity. Of course, if I was ever presented the opportunity to buy that rare Cabbage Patch doll again, <laughs> I, I would think long and hard about leaving Sung in the kids if, if the opportunity presented itself. What are the most important things in your life? What are they? And, and what are you willing to pay for them. How long will it take you to make such a decision? Let's go back into the king's jewelry store and, and find out what the young buyer decided to do. Would you like to have it? The old man asked again. I, I can't afford that. I'm, I'm just a small-time buyer. I'd like you to have it, but it will cost you everything. Everything? Everything you own. The buyer's mind flashed to all the pearls that he'd seen in his lifetime, and he thought about several of the pearls that he had brought with him into the shop on that very day, and yet he could not take his eyes off of this one, this one, this fabulous treasure that was before him. And finally, he said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I have to have it, whatever the cost. Now see, that's what I was thinking when I went into that Cabbage Patch auction. Whatever the cost, whatever the cost, as long as it's not too much, right? <laughs> right? 
The young man reached into his briefcase and he said, I've got these pearls. I've been traveling for several weeks, so I found some pretty nice stuff. The old man looked at the pearls and he said, yes, they are very nice. What else do you have? Well, I have some money in my savings and in my checking account and, and my retirement account. Yes, said the man. I, I suppose that I could write you a promissory note for the retirement account. I, I have a few valuables in my safety deposit box. I, I could give you the key to that. And he starts fumbling through his pockets and he dumps all of the contents out on the counter. And looking down at the counter, the old man says, what's, what's this? Oh, that's, that's just some pocket money for lunch. I'll need that too. Everything that you have. And the buyer thought for a moment, really, he said? Well, okay, I guess. Come on now, friends, the pocket money? The pocket money? You probably got pocket money right now. Did he really have to take the, the pocket money? This had better be some pearl. The old man looked down again, and, and he pointed at the key ring. What's this? My car keys. Oh, I, I will need those too. My car? Okay, fine, take it. Here, let me get my house key off the ring. And the old man cocked his eye and he said, oh, you have a house? <laughs> yes, but, but fine. The house too, it's, it's worth it. This pearl is worth it. Besides, I, I guess we could go live in the summer cottage. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not how the art of negotiation works. Don't, don't be like this. You got to hide some stuff, right? Hold some stuff back. Look out for number one. Don't go laying it all out there about your assets. Don't be like that. No, you got to protect yourself. Protect yourself. Get away with this. He probably could have fooled the old man. You have a summer cottage? Innocently, the old man asked. Okay, I get it, replied the buyer. You can have the summer cottage too. Here are the keys. That's everything, the old man questioned. Everything. You own me, friend. The old man paused and looked at him straight in the eyes, and then he slowly reached out his hand. Here. And taking the pearl, the man looked down at his newfound treasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot believe my good fortune. What an incredible find. And he turned to leave. Did you hear that? He can't believe his incredible good fortune. I do not think this young man thought this all the way through. Because now he has this pearl, but he has no house or car. He has no way of getting home. He doesn't even have pocket money for lunch. All of this for this rare, one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable pearl. And as he was reaching for the door, he heard the old man say, just, just a minute, young man. Now what? I, I told you, I've given you 
everything already. And the old man held out his hands. We both know what this pearl is worth, but I also want you to have these. Here is your checkbook, your passport, your retirement, your safety deposit box, your car keys, your house keys, the summer cottage house keys, all the pearls that you brought in here. Now, technically, they're all mine, but I want you to use them and to enjoy them. You can't be serious, said the young man. Completely serious. Use them, enjoy them, but remember who owns them. And something else. From time to time, I may send some people your way, and they may need to borrow the car to have reliable transportation, or they may need a place to stay or some cash to get them through a tough time. You can use all of these things and enjoy them, but remember, they belong to me. And from time to time, I want you to share them. I, I don't know what to say. How, how can I thank you? The old man smiled, just listen for my instructions. I promise you that I will be in touch. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, and on finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. You and I, we are the recipients of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. God has promised to provide for us, to care for us, sustain us, redeem us, and save us. And that is a gift that should have, that should have cost us absolutely everything. The car, the house, the lunch money. And God says back to us, I know. I know how priceless the gifts are that I have given to you. How rare is it that one would send his only son to pay the price for your sins? I know how much this is worth, says God. Do you? So there we are. Do we realize how much the kingdom of heaven is worth? If we really understood that, if we, if we really were willing to put our money where we swear that our hearts are, then the church, which is the representative of the kingdom of heaven here on earth, would never, ever, ever find itself in a place of financial need. Because we will sacrifice and we will divert our money to the things that are most important to us in this life. If we really want something, we will make it happen. If it's a car, if it's pearls or a cabbage patch doll, we will move heaven and earth. And the question, brothers and sisters, is will we do that for the ministry and the mission of God that brings about the kingdom of heaven here to earth? The old man asked for everything. He wanted to know if the young man knew the value of what he was getting. And when he realized that the young man was willing to commit, that he fully understood the value 
He gave him the priceless pearl along with everything else that technically belonged to the old man at that point. And all that the old man asked for in return was that the young man would always remember that all that he had belonged to the old jeweler. And the old jeweler who had shown so much generosity to this young man would someday want to show that gracious generosity to somebody else. And when that day came, the young man needed to stand at the ready to respond. It would be so great, so much, so much less anxiety producing if we could hem and haw and weigh out the pros and cons of all of the value of everything that we have the opportunity to participate in and all the places that we have the chance to spend the money that we have in this life. It would be so great if we could just drag it out forever. But ultimately, as in my case, if you hesitate a little bit too long, when you overthink it too much, when you find the excuses, you lose those opportunities to go and invest in things that are priceless to you. There are so many of us, we just, we just want to wait till the exact right moment to pull that trigger. All the time. This happens to us even, even when we're not thinking about it. What happens in that last five days of a fiscal year, right? Right before we get to the end of tax, the tax year, everybody knows this. Oh man, now I've got to turn in all kinds of money all over the place because I've got to run down my tax bill. And it gets very anxiety producing. That's, that's the opposite of what God is asking us to do. God is asking us to see that the opportunity is before us always and that it's a good opportunity and that it is a sure and solid investment. And oftentimes we think about, well, is this going to pan out? How is this going to work? The first time I ever preached this particular scripture in this church was in March of 2010. So for those of you that were around back then, you know that was two months into me being the pastor here. And at that point in the life of our church, we were in a really scary place. We had come off of, of a really chaotic interim period. We had lost a ton of members. And then this crazy little church made the insane move to go and find themselves a female pastor who was 31 years old, married to an Asian guy, and the whole town just sat around with lawn chairs waiting for us to implode. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happens to us. And it was a scary time. And so there was a lot of people in the life of the church that were like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to pan out. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get through this. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The kingdom of heaven is different. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is the priceless gift that we respond to. So it's not that you respond to the pastor or to the church building or to the program of your choice. It's the kingdom of heaven that you respond to. And if it's the kingdom of heaven that you really value and that you're really striving towards, then you need to respond today. Because the kingdom of heaven is already here. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to stick around to see if it's going to pan itself out. I promise you, the kingdom of heaven 
It's never going to lose its value. Let's pray together. Lord God, oftentimes we look at the opportunities before us and we start contemplating, well, maybe there's a better one coming or, or maybe there's something else that we're going to want more later or it's just not the right time, maybe in another season. But the kingdom of heaven is different. The kingdom of heaven is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Its value is priceless. We cannot go someplace else and find a better deal or a better value. This, this is it. It is sure. It is steady. It is secure. So help us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to buy into the kingdom of heaven, to give all that we have because you have given us all that we have. In your name we pray. Amen.